Hello and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending March 17th, 2023. I'm your host, Laura Bardwick, and joining us today is Chief Investment Strategist of North America, Paul Eidelman. Paul, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, happy to be here. How are you, Laura? Doing all right. I'm excited to hear the news today. We've got some interesting topics to cover. Yep. So today I was thinking we could cover what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, maybe first focusing on the effects in the U.S. before hopping over to what happened with Credit Suisse in Europe. So if that works for you, maybe you can walk us through the start from Thursday, um, what's going on in the U.S., what investors should be paying attention to. Yeah, so a lot's happened. We've had two bank failures, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, which have got a lot of headlines and investors concerned about maybe some risks in the financial system. It's a complicated topic. I tried to explain it to my family last night, and my three-year-old responded by asking me what a bank is. So hopefully today <laughs> goes a little bit better than that. But um, a couple of things are going on. Maybe um, as a starting point, it's useful to contrast today from what happened in 2008 and 2009. So the global financial crisis was a credit risk event where banks had some pretty lackluster underwriting standards, some pressure in terms of home prices falling, and they experienced delinquencies and defaults. Um, so that was the problem. Today's quite different. We'd call this more of a duration risk event. And maybe that doesn't make a ton of sense, but we can kind of tease it out a little bit with what happened at Silicon Valley Bank. That was a unique bank in terms of a fairly concentrated business model where a lot of their deposits came from sort of tech startup companies, entrepreneurs. And that's been a sector that's been challenged for the last year or so. Capital raising has dried up. And... Um, what that's kind of meant is those entrepreneurs have had to sort of draw down cash to sustain their businesses. In the context of Silicon Valley Bank, that's meant their deposits have been drawing down. And so they've had to raise money to meet the deposit outflows. The, the unique challenge they had is the assets that were backing the deposits were in long duration treasuries. Normally something you think about as being a safe asset but the duration mismatch created a problem. The de deposit flows were immediate, and they had to sell the long-duration treasuries. And given the Fed has raised rates so fast in uh, such a short period of time, those treasuries were trading below par value. And so when they sold them, they had to realize a loss. That created concerns about a problem in the bank, and there was just a really fast run on the bank, and they failed in, in the span of just a a couple of days. So that's sort of the uniqueness of what happened. It wasn't particularly a problem of their loan book. It was the mismatch between their assets, the treasuries, and the deposits being much shorter term. I think importantly, uh, the government stepped in in a big way on Sunday to backstop the U.S. banking system. So um, there were two important initiatives that were announced. There was a um, full guarantee on both insured and uninsured deposits at the two uh, failed U.S. banks. So that helped uh, those entrepreneurs be sort of money good on their cash, which is important. And there's sort of an implicit signal from those uh, deposit guarantees that if another regional bank fails, maybe your uninsured deposits are also safe there as well. And so, again, the, the design of that is to help slow down or stop the, the banking runs that had started to uh, happen. The second um, important facility from the U.S. government was something called a, a, a new bank term funding program. This is from the Federal Reserve. And thinking back to Silicon Valley Bank, again, they had to sell those treasuries at a loss. 
So banks in the future won't have to do that if they're under strains. Instead, what they'll be able to do is post their treasuries as collateral at the Federal Reserve. They can do that at full par value, not at, at the markdown current prices, and use that to tap liquidity from uh, the Fed to meet any liquidity needs that they have. So that is a very surgical response to the problems that were in the banking system, and we think will be quite effective in, in terms of containing systemic risks in the United States. Well, that's great to hear. Um, but Credit Suisse, all the way over in Switzerland, <laughs> had problems. What, what happened there then? Yeah, so a couple of days later, this Wednesday, um, Credit Suisse came under some pressure. And I think they had some badly timed bad news, mm. is how I describe it. This is a bank that's had challenges for quite some time. But on Tuesday, as all of this stuff was happening, in the United States, they both published some material weaknesses in their accounting books, uh, not in terms of their current figures, but past figures. That creates some anxiety for investors always. And then there was a prominent Saudi investor that owns almost 10% of Credit Suisse who said they were both unwilling and unable to put more equity capital into the bank. And so that created a lot of anxiety in financial markets on top of what had already been happening in the United States. and. Um, what tends to happen in these things is investors will circle what they think are maybe the next weakest links in the system. So Credit Suisse came under a lot of pressure until Wednesday night. Um, similar to the United States, the Swiss National Bank stepped in in a big way, both with a sort of public statement of confidence that the balance sheet of Credit Suisse was strong in terms of capital and liquidity. And then they also offered a liquidity program giving Credit Suisse about $50 billion uh, of capital to backstop them as well. And very fluid situation, but it seems like so far here on, on Thursday, Credit Suisse is bouncing back uh, a little bit. So I'm sure we'll keep talking about this. It's a very fluid situation, but for now, some incrementally good news that maybe conditions are stabilizing. Yeah, sounds like a number of positives to end on. That's, yeah. that's great. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you all for joining us as well. We hope to see you next time and hope you have a great week in the meantime.